A podcast about what? Less stuff. Yeah, less clothing, less furniture, crap around the house. Are, are, are you a minimalist? No, 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 not a millennialist. A minimalist. Well, I, I know what you're thinking. Maybe less podcast? Oh, come on. It's only a couple of minutes. And of course, every second is action-packed. Speaking of packed, if you think your place is too packed, you've come to the right podcast. Hell, you might even save some money on this smaller, compact, get more uses out of it, minimalistic podcast, the one I like to call Street Curb Curiosity. Uh, Okay, I have a question. I have a question. You ready? What are you wearing right now? Uh, When was the last time you wore that? A better question, how many days in a row have you been wearing that? You have some favorite jeans, a sweatshirt, a t-shirt, maybe that pair of sneakers. You know, I think I have figured out the new me. Yes, I'm going to admit it. I'm a minimalist. I could barely say it or spell it, but it could be I'm getting older, being retired, could be the result of the Rona, but I have less shit than I used to, and I'm actually really kind of happy about it. Do you know the average woman has seven pair of casual pants? Pants! It rhymes with France. Yes, the guys, six pair. Jeans are the same numbers, too. Seven pair for the ladies, six pair for the guys. Personally, I have three. One pair I wear all the time, one pair I wear when I'm, well, I'm getting dressed up, and another pair that haven't left the closet in about two years. And yeah, I have dress shirts and suits and shoes and all that shit from back in the working days, which I have not even looked at in about four years. But it leads to a question, as a minimalist, of course, is less the new black? Oh, come on. I see you shaking your head and thinking, man, you are just screwed up. Only 17% of us in the U.S. are actually minimalists. All you other people like to have a lot of shit. Now, I'm recording this podcast around the time we started to think about our spring wardrobe. Ah, spring. The birds, the bees, the flowers. And time to think about that wardrobe change. Yeah, and it got me thinking. I have worn about the same dozen, dozen and a half or so pieces of clothing like all winter long. One hoodie, one sweatshirt, one pair of jeans, a few long sleeve shirts, socks. Yes, a few pair. Come on. Oh, and a few more pair of underwear. And oh boy, oh boy, do I have an underwear story for you in a minute or so. You are going to love it. But I also had to choose between two jackets and maybe two pairs of shoes. The biggest wardrobe, and it's one of the biggest wardrobes for a lot of us during the winter, it's the workout clothing. What are you wearing? New shorts and t-shirt every time you work out, right? Right? Ew, that stuff is all sweaty. You gotta wear new stuff all the time. And for me, most of those workout shirts are old half-marathon shirts, too. I mean, they're falling apart, but damn it, I'm showing I actually accomplished something in a former life. Now, the experts say wash that shit every time you work out and replace it every six months. Reality, from what I found on the internet, you ready for this? The average person wears the same workout clothing two or three times before they wash it. And they never replace the shit. Hardly ever, anyway. You're sitting on that piece of equipment, scrolling through Instagram. Uh, That's not really moving your heart rate, so maybe you're not sweating so much. You're watching that heart rate monitor on your watch. 
Well, you know, the stylistas will also tell you, speaking of watches, you should own at least three watches. Have something different for all occasions. And I got to tell you, I went through that phase before becoming a minimalist, but I think it was only searching for the perfect watch. And, and I personally ended up with an Apple watch and haven't looked for another watch in years, ever since, uh, I think, Model 2, if I recall correctly. Oh, okay, okay. I told you about underwear. I know you're thinking about underwear. So let's talk underwear. I probably should not have mentioned it, but I have to start with a question first. How many pair of underwear do you own? Now, for me, I own enough, well, for about a week. Yes, I do laundry every week. No, I do not turn my underwear inside out. But if you are the average female, you own 34 pair of underwear. Uh, and you should consider that a three-week supply. I mean, the math doesn't seem to make sense to me, but okay, a three-week supply, 34 pair. The experts say, you know, the fashion experts say you should have at least two dozen pair and replace those bad boys about every six months as well. Well, maybe even three if you're like really following the trend. Okay, okay, raise your hand. You have any underwear that you've had for more than a year, two years, three years? I assume you wash them, and the, and the fashion experts would, they would frown upon you. But wait, you haven't even mentioned a peep about the guys. Well, let's talk about the guys. Guys own, on average, about eight pair of underwear. And it seems guys replace their underwear every year. It's, it's the annual pilgrimage, like the swallows returning to Capistrano. Boxer briefs, thongs, banana hammocks. Oh, if you really need to know, the average guy wears boxer shorts. And, of course, the ladies, yeah, they're kind of there. They like the boxer briefs on the guys, mostly. Now, if you believe you are a minimalist, the experts say you're going to own about a week's worth of clothing, tops. You wear it, you flip it around, you wash it, rinse and repeat, so to speak. Well, what else do you have that you, well, you don't really use, you, you minimalist wannabe? Okay, well, let's look in those kitchen cabinets. Those experts say you should have an 8 to 12 five-piece place settings. 8 to 12 of the damn things. And, of course, there is the good or formal set that you also need besides the everyday set. If single, you might be able to get away with a, a, a place setting for four. I mean, how, how do you even survive? And you better have forks, a butter knife, a cutting knife, a few spoons per setting. Man, these experts certainly love to spend your money, don't they? Okay, do you have a favorite fork? Do you maybe have a favorite spoon? You know, the one that goes in that pint of ice cream every, every time you're having one of those days? Or do you have a drawer full, but you only use the one? Well, I did see one study that says, you know, you got some issues if you, if you have a favorite spoon. Yes, per the experts, again, it is some form of Asperger's if you have a favorite spoon or fork. Yeah, and even though we've only gone through a couple of items, I think all this shit really adds up. I had a stat in a podcast episode, got over two years ago. You ready for this? The average household has over 300,000 items. 300,000 items in each and every house. Now, one in four of us, oh, I'm sorry, not us, make that you, have a clutter problem. Don't forget, I'm a minimalist now. The number one rationale for all the clutter? Well, it is depression. You know, you buy shit because you're bored. You buy shit because you have low self-esteem. You buy shit because, well, you're not really sure what else to do with yourself. But I can hear it. Oh, look, I buy stuff to stay in fashion, to stay in style. I am not mental. I like stuff. 
But hang on, wait till we chat about the problems with minimalists. Yeah, they got issues too. Oh, and another stat, one in 12 of us use that fork and knife to eat pizza. You freaking savages. I had to throw that in. Okay, the usual trivia. You know, the oldest fork is around 2,000 years old that we have found, and it was probably used for eating pasta. Uh, Yeah, and if you really need to know, the spoon came first. All I can say is think soup. Soup, spoon, Uh, Of course, you could be a heathen and just slurp it right down out of the bowl like you see in the movies all the time. Oh, one more thing. 38% of us say we steal silverware from restaurants. Man, I love that fork. This could could be my new favorite fork. Or that little spoon over there that I'm using for the creme brulee. I'm just going to put this in my coat because I need one of those. I'll go first. I have never, ever, never, ever taken a fork or a spoon or a knife from a restaurant. Have you? Well, about one out of three of us have done it. So, you know people who are lifting silverware from restaurants, do you? Yeah. Oh, you also need to have a drinking glass for each one of those settings as well. Maybe two in case one cracks. And yes, you should have at least six wine glasses, one for red and one for white, plus champagne flutes. And again, do you have a favorite glass? Yeah, maybe you do, but here is a little tasty tidbit for you. 60% of us, 6 out of 10 of us, have that very super special favorite coffee mug. You know the one. Remember you broke that one mug 15 years ago and you still think about it today? Well, you may also have a shitload of them, but you only use that one. And yes, many of us own many, many mugs. Yes, souvenirs, gifts, business stuff. And the experts, again, they're going to tell you that you should have two, count them two, coffee and or tea mugs per person per place setting. So a place setting of eight, you better have 16 coffee mugs. Who are these freaking experts? I don't get it. One thing that does not count if you are a minimalist are books. Yeah, it's like free range. Own as many as you like. It's one hell of a hall pass that you are allowed. But there is a sidebar. Yes, many of these minimalistic book owners like to donate books to the local library and or shelter. So if you are a minimalist, well, what does that say about you? The experts, again, the experts say that, well, you enjoy an uncluttered, simple life. You don't own things for the, well, for the sake of owning things. You have less stress. You're happier. You enjoy the company of people better than the company of things. Well, well, two out of three isn't bad. People. Company of people? Ew. (sighs) Okay, okay. I like people. I love people. Does that make you happy? Now, while minimalism isn't allegedly a sign of past trauma or crisis, of course, some experts, so many experts in this podcast, some experts say, well, it, it does have a dark evil side. Those experts say minimalism is, well, it's really a form of OCD. You're obsessed with wanting less. Less is more for these people. The people on the white coats call it a, well, they call it a mental issue, but you're also more friendlier, you're more confident, and you dispense display more gratitude, and spend less money. So tell me, I'm a little OCD. What's the drama, huh? How can it be bad if it's got all these good traits? Well, for one, them experts again, they say, well, if, if you're a minimalist, you overthink things. You're thinking about this stuff all the time. You may feel isolated. People just don't understand you. 
Okay, I think I know what it is. It's those damn marketing machines at work. You know, advertising. You gotta buy this. You gotta buy that. You need two of these. You want more. You need more. Oh, hell, I did advertising for a living way back in the day. There's money in them there, pockets. Oh, wait, what about the lady who owns 13 cats? Well, is she a... Oh, never mind. Oh, now, you may wonder, where do you find most minimalists? Well, there are a few countries that have them. Hong Kong, Japan, Norway, Australia, and no, the United States is not one. And I have another question. Why do minimalists pack a lantern when they travel? Why do minimalists pack a lantern when they travel? Hmm. Well, by now, you should know they're known for packing light. Hmm. I hope this meager, meandering episode sheds some light on knowing if you is or if you ain't a minimalist. And why it's not really a bad thing, you you mental maniac. My advice, be a minimalist. It's the least you can do. Mm, Think about it. I guess this podcast is is a minimalist type in one way. It's got very, very, very few listeners. But I will, I have to thank you for listening to this episode. This sparse sound of this podcast. The one I like to call Street Curb Curiosity.